for plebs, by plebs, dropping the Bitcoin only signal. Pleb underground. Welcome everyone to the Pleb Underground. Pleb Underground, episode 65. It's recorded, but I'm still alive. Sorry I missed episode 64. Weekly drops, but they still want more. Serve up another, they want to be dosed. Hopium addicts await each post. We preach caution, not hopium dealers. Exchanges all shunned. Don't put out feelers. We've the best audience, but I'm not simping. They're not a hordeance, so we're not pimping. Can't rug our listeners. Don't worry about the blowback. You can take my words, but I got my flow back. Beautiful pictures, not disposable. Kodak, cut off connections, but they'll grow back. Bitcoin has helped me to look younger. Cut down on parties, less bunga bunga. Bitcoin can't eradicate world hunger. It's not rat poison either. R.I.P. Munger. Low time preference is a long term vision, so take your time but make a decision. One cut rhyme can't fake an incision. Accurate prime can't forsake the precision. Might be out in the weeds, but I'm still rhyming sober. I'm about what I need. Better timing than October. Front the lungs on lightning so you can deal with the expenses. Want to see some infighting? Check out what the X pen says. In a mess, but not adrift like a sailor. Don't dress too swift. Won't fit like a tailor. Touch down in a shed, but not like Montana. Can't live like Ted. Be a technological planner. New liquidity flowing in. Muddies fluid. Fuck taproot wizards, though their CTO is a druid. I love doing things for others. I'm not selfish. Never been a fishmonger. Can't sell fish. Clear-minded, not full of thoughts that harrow. Working out all the time, so not wide nor narrow. Shirking distractions on target like an arrow. Holding cards to my chest, can't reveal tarot. Get after the bone, gotta let things marrow. Please use cold storage, nunchuck, sparrow. Flow in your ear like an AirPod. Go in all clear, pull your hair prod. You from all angles, we're like quantum entangles. Be the freak in my sheets, each week in my beats. Some like it rough, some like it gentle. Be the layer on top, be experimental. I never write a chorus, it's always more verses. Competing against myself, not player, player verses. GM, go fuck yourself, our daily curses. We'll say it each day till we roll in hearses. Doom scrollers, sharing liking. Not outdoorsy, only the Fed is hiking. Got no heroes, I am miking. Welcome back, we got Eric the Viking. That was amazing. <laughs> that was straight fire. Absolutely loved it. And that's right, guys. Welcome back to the Pleb Underground. Joining us today, we've got special guest, fellow Bitcoiner and Pleb, and the co-founder of RSMC.tech, Eric the Viking. Eric, thank you so much. Or hodling Eric, as I know you. What, what's too catchy? Thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> RSMC.tech is... You need some marketing, guys. I think it's good. I think it's good. Eric, thank you so much for joining us on the Pleb Underground. Thank you for having me. Excited awesome. to be here, guys. Very cool. Very cool. It's long up, overdue. Dude? It's long overdue. All right. We're going to move it on over to the numbers. Yeah, the numbers, of course, from Time Chain Stats and Time Chain Calendar, and now sponsored by BTC Pins. The numbers are brought to you by BTC Pins. Check them out at btcpins.com. Awesome pins, stickers, and accessories made by a fellow Bitcoiner. I always like to show my collection, and you'll notice there is a brand new pin to my collection. That's right, the Pleb Underground pin. BTC Pins is going to be carrying it very soon. Don't forget to use the code PLEBUNDERGROUND for 5% off at btcpins.com. 
At the time of this recording, the block height is 819,315. The Bitcoin fiat exchange, 38,811 and 66 cents. Total public lightning capacity, 5,421.7. Moscow time, 25.76. Fastest fee. Oh, gosh. Eric, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to address this a little bit later on. Fucking shitcoiners, man. Forty. Eric is not a shitcoiner. Forty-five sats per V byte, and of course, our chain rewrite days is six hundred and fifty-seven. Those are the uneventful, uneventful numbers. But I think there's a whole bunch of people that are very happy right now in Bitcoin. I mean, I I do like you know, the the just the chart of of the. The hash rate, right? Hash rate just is is steadily, steadily climbing. Obviously, you know, there's some oscillation, right? But there, but it is. Is this because the miners know something we don't, or is it because they're they're finding other ways to make money? Are they are they, you know, the more the more they're they're getting paid by you know electricity grids, um, you know, to 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 help balance the grid there, you know, in certain places. But is mining getting getting more centralized? Well, Eric, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, uh, is mining getting more centralized? Is a good question. I think. Uh, on top of that, I believe that a lot of this like delayed hash rate just been adding to the network because the machines just been delivered right there there's always this big gap between like ordering and getting those machines and since the last bull run and bitcoin has really shown what it can do i think there's just like this delay you know and and hash rate or hash rate deployment so i think that's what we're witnessing right now we're going to talk about this a little bit more in the hopium because i i feel like all of a sudden there's this this new or renewed buzz around around solo miners right like all of a sudden these little machines can actually churn out some pretty decent hash power anyways anyways we're gonna we're gonna switch topics though for the numbers uh let's dive into this okay this may not seem numbers related but follow along with me okay we've got this we've got this retweet here from from greg okay he retweeted nick can't mine new coordinated bitcoin fud dropping that's right bitcoin uses too much water and this is this is 2023 guys all right so so somehow the environmental the, the ESG push did not work out very well apparently now all of a sudden we're stealing people's water we're just taking it away from them and before we discuss this this is a tweet from sly roundabout goomba fellow bitcoiner and this is why i'm bringing this up because that tweet i just showed you about the water was 2023 and this is what he said then they fight you ended in like 2013. We've just been winning harder and harder since then. Okay, I, I can get that optimistic take. I can get that optimistic take, but let me ask you this, Eric. Do you, do you really think, like, do you believe that the then they fight you stage ended in 2013 when we're, we're reading, when, when we're reading fresh new FUD that apparently now Bitcoin's, Bitcoin's drying up the pools? I mean, it just to me like I I feel like we've been in the then they fight you stage since uh, I'd probably say 2019. That's when I really started to feel it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they're probably just. I mean, uh, his take is probably delaying the inevitable, right? Like they 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 gave up or they they lost the fight in 2013 and now just delaying basically the what would happen to a free market, right? Much earlier. Yeah. So 
I can get that take, but I believe they're fighting as hard tooth and nail right now as they can with everything. You know, they will their ill mind into reality with like every new decision they make. So I think like they're fighting it tooth and nail. I totally agree. I, I, I definitely don't think we've seen, I don't even think we've seen the peak of the then they fight you stage. Walton, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, it's just, it's just beginning, right? It's, it's, um, I mean, I, I think there's going to be some weird laws that happen over the next five, ten years with regards to um, countries not necessarily banning Bitcoin, but they might, you know, it's it's like you, uh, I don't know, banning, trying to force uh, custodian custodianship right like kind of back back door 6102 oh you you know you or if you want to withdraw from an exchange it has to be to a whitelisted uh custodian on or, or you know the, these sorts of things um i think today it was just announced that japan are planning to tax yes. uh bitcoin 110 percent. so so you're you're gonna pay 100 percent to japan and then you're and then ju just to just just because you try to do something positive for the next generation, they're going to then fuck over your kids and take 10% off them as well. Like it's disgusting. Um, but I think this is, you know, this is, this is the decade um, of where jurisdictional arbitrage starts playing out, right? Where, where Bitcoiners start um, mobilizing um, and moving to, to friendlier jurisdictions. I don't think everyone's going to go to El Salvador. I, I, I think, um, I don't know the, the, the pictures I've seen there. It's like, it's not i don't even think it looks like that nice a holiday destination sorry potato um you know like it, but but there are going to be lots of developments there are going to be um bitcoiners starting to 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 get up pack up and go and look at where look at where maybe they can make a very interesting <clears throat> excuse me what what you said uh, about el salvador because today uh, somebody shared a a tweet with me of um essentially a message about how visiting El Salvador and living there are two different things, right? And, and, and I mean, to a certain extent that that's probably true of, of many places, right? Like when you're a tourist somewhere, you're, you're going to see all, like for the most part, you're going to see the nicest things. You're going to see the most entertaining things, but when you're living there permanently, it's, it's maybe a bit of a different story, you know? So yeah, I, uh, you know, the whole thing about Japan, though, with the uh, taxing the inheritance 110%. So how can they actually enforce that? Like, I, I, I saw I saw that tweet from Humble this morning, and I, I wrote back, and I was like, you know what? I, I kind of think this is FUD. Because how can they really... So they're essentially banking on people not taking self-custody to be able to enforce that. Because realistically, if you do take self-custody... Um, I mean, number one, how could they even prove that that's your Bitcoin, right? Just for the sake of argument, if you connect through a VPN, if you connect your wallet, if you created everything through a VPN, it never went through any IP addresses that show it's from Japan or anything like that. To a certain extent, they're going to have a pretty difficult time to prove that that's your Bitcoin. You're the owner of that wallet, right? I I don't know. I, I just, to me, it, it just sounds like noise for the sake of noise. What what about though that there's I don't know some sort of international effort to try and identify Bitcoiners yes. and by by creating punitive um, policies 
they can try and identify them by the fact that they decide to leave the country, by the fact they decide to go live somewhere else. I don't know. I think we're proving the case for the fact that we're we're in the then they fight you stage and it hasn't ended. I mean, this is literally this conversation is happening because then they fight you. <laughs> so. It's just getting going, right? Like the 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 it's all very well saying, oh, you can't take Bitcoin off me. But when I don't know when when the when the state's violence is on top of you, eh, I don't know. Many See how things go. Yeah, man. Many people fold, right? We're not, you know, like it's like not every single person's a, a superhuman. Not everybody is willing to, you know, to go to jail for what they believe necessarily. Not everybody, right? Like th there is a reason that there's a reason that we have governments in place and that we have a whole bunch of people that just essentially, you know, do what they're told, right? Like we all follow rules. So to a certain extent, yes, that's exactly it. When the state comes down and it enforces violence, you know, kind of hosed. Anyways, all right, we're going to switch topic, switch, we're going to switch gears, all right, for the numbers, go to something a little more positive, a little more, maybe positive, we'll see, we'll see what you guys think. Next little tweet for the numbers, uh, this is a tweet from at AP Abacus, update on the SEC, that's right, we're never going to stop talking about these ETFs until they get approved or permanently denied or whatever. Anyways, SEC meetings with spot Bitcoin ETF issuers have been voluminous, voluminous, How did, did I pronounce that right, voluminous? I don't know. Yeah, voluminous, voluminous. Voluminous. Yeah. Thank you. That's better flow. All right. Voluminous. So here we go. SEC source, 99% approval and all at once. Dotted I's and cross T's across all applications. Grayscale doing all it can to be first. Conversion based on court decision. Okay. So the magic number there is 99% all at once. <laughs> That's, I mean, look, um, it's interesting. Works it, every time, 70% yeah. of the time. I think it's, yeah, 60% of the time it works. Every time. <laughs> you were close. You're the numbers guy. Uh, but like, um, no, look, the, the ETF thing, it, it's such a double-edged sword because at the same time, right, like it's, it's legacy money. It's no surprise, right? It's every, everybody knows these people, they are going to seek alpha. If there is a game in town that they can go and seek alpha from, they are definitely going to join it. And depending on how much, you know, depending on how much influence they can sway in that, well, they can pretty much take it over. And it's, it's, it's kind of what I'm seeing, right? Like the, the, the legacy finance system is here in crypto and they're getting ready. And yeah, I, I'd be very surprised if they don't approve the ETF uh, for the January 10th date, because that is pretty much the next date that, that we have. Um, but I'll say this, if they don't approve it for the January 10th date, we are going to get an insane stacking opportunity because I believe that there's a lot of weak hands in the market right now, and they're essentially all just waiting on the ETF. That's that's what I believe. Like there's people like us, right, who buy and hold Bitcoin, who believe in having a censorship resistant ledger, you know, who believe in self-sovereignty and all that stuff. And then there's a whole bunch of other people in Bitcoin that are really just seeking alpha, you know, even if it's short term. What are you guys thoughts? Is everybody bored with the ETF at this point? I, I'm pretty bored. I, I, I pretty much just bring it up because it's to keep it's essentially to keep people up to date as to what's coming out. But at this point, I'm so burnt on the ETF. Paper Bitcoin is an attack on Bitcoin. It's a custodial push. Uh, I've, you know, I say the same thing every week on this. I mean, that, yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Eric, what are your thoughts on this? 
Yeah, totally agree. It's like, it shouldn't interest you as an individual how the ETF is progressing because you should buy Bitcoin and not like some vehicle that lets somebody else control your Bitcoin. Exactly. You know, it, it isn't it isn't real Bitcoin. It's, you know, they're just creating a financial product for people who essentially want to have exposure to Bitcoin, which just sounds like the traditional banking system. <laughs> anyways, anyways, guys, let us know what you think. Put it in the comments. You excited about the ETF? You bored or you burnt out by it? Guys, that wraps up the numbers and we are going to move it on over to the Fireside Chat. The Fireside Chat is brought to you by CypherSafe. We keep hearing one horror story after another. Guys, you need to store your seed in somewhere that is virtually indestructible. Make sure you go take a look at the Cypher Grid. Store your seed in the Cypher Grid. Comes with this awesome little punch tool, and that is at cyphersafe.io. If you appreciate fine Bitcoin art, check out the Bitcoin Rollo Triangle. 16 ounces of solid titanium made by a Bitcoiner for fellow Bitcoiners. That is the Bitcoin Rollo Triangle at cyphersafe.io. Welcome back, everyone. This this might become a very spicy fireside chat. Um, so let's dive into it. We've got fellow Bitcoiner and pleb. Hodling Eric joining us. Eric, you and I have known each other for a very long time. Uh, you're definitely one of my favorite people in Bitcoin. I'm super glad that we actually got to meet at the uh, the Bitcoin conference in 2022. That was one of the very few times that I left my my house to see the sun, and, and it was wonderful. It was it was very cool. Um, so. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Bitcoin. You shared with me. Uh, you shared with me your website recently. The, the rsmc.tech website. And so, yeah, tell tell the viewers what it is that you do. Thank you very much, Phil. Like, uh, again, thanks for having me and thanks for the intro. Like, likewise, as you said, we know us very long and it's like great that this is happening. Um, so at RSMC, like me and my business partner, like basically we're three people right now. It's just me coding and um, another developer and then my co-founder the artist Yanguji T or Tommy, as you know. And what we're doing at RSMC is basically enabling individuals that want to use Bitcoin to use Bitcoin. We want to enable companies to do the same. And sometimes there's just this barrier of entrance and we want to make that very easy. We want to onboard people very easy. Like uh, we believe everyone, everyone, Every sad, every customer, everyone in Bitcoin is an individual, and we believe everybody like deserves to be promoted the way they want to and to use Bitcoin the way they want to. Because in the end, for us and for hyper-Bitcoinization, it only matters that everybody is on it and everybody is off of zero. If I can ask the first question, um, I, I would I would argue that there are no sats there are only utxos what do you say to that uh you're you're very welcome to believe that is what i say to that that's exactly what i mean right like i i'm i just think that you should like totally think what you want to think and do what you want to do and if you want to come up with a website that accepts bitcoin as a pay means of payment then you can hire us and if you believe that sats exist and utxos don't then 
we are happy to onboard everyone to Bitcoin, you know. And I personally just don't just don't see a difference, you know. Can say you are wrong. So you and I have have had a few discussions, uh, a few discussions recently, right? Um, because as you know, I, I, you know, spend a lot of time on, on, uh, Twitter, just dumping on, on stuff like ordinals. Um, and so you and I have, you know, have gone back and forth about this. So what's your, I guess, what is, what's your take on, I, you know, on ordinals? Like, do you think, right? Because you and I are both collectors. We've had these discussions before people, you know, it's not a surprise. People know that I collect, you know, eighties toys and nineties toys. And I like stuff like transformers and shit like that. So but the thing is, is that I don't collect them because I think they're going to be worth something. I collect them because I like seeing them. And to me, seeing them and having them is what gives me the value, right? Like right. Physical I don't, I don't, pieces. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, like that's what that is. It's nostalgia. So what, what's your, what's your take on that? Because as you know, you know, my position, um, when people shill these things as investment vehicles or digital assets, this is where I start to be like, look, you're, you're not you're being disingenuous. Anyways, what, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I could totally agree with this and share the opinion there and say like you shouldn't promote uh, JPEG as an investment somehow, right? It's hmm. it's the same question like do you only buy a piece of physical art because you believe it's going up in value? And you say no. And so the same thing about some stuff like the Bitcoin frogs, like did everybody engage in minting this stupid JPEG or Ordinal uh, via the Lightning Network just because they believed it's going to be worth more? You know, and it started back in March, for example. It's now one of the biggest things in Ordinals. That's why I'm mentioning it. So uh, uh, I, I can't say that about everyone. You know, just like I can't say about everyone, they're buying Bitcoin to self-custody it, right? Like it's so it's such a nuance, it's such a nuanced thing, you know. We just need to like introduce this nuance, I think, because otherwise we're just like cannibalizing as Bitcoin maxis. And it's like all that matters to me is in the end, people have Bitcoin in their wallets. And do they have UTXOs in their wallets or SATs in their wallets? UTXOs. Oh, that's interesting. That's why I'm always saying I'm more an automobile guy than a counterparty guy, because I like to have a UTXO. You know, uh, so then you're more of an inscription guy because ordinals are just a third party thing. Yeah, like, so, yeah, you, you could. See, this you is where this is where that. it gets all into the weeds, right? Like, this right. is it's a it's a protocol on top of a protocol, <laughs> and there can be so many, right? The stupid bitmap thing, the stupid BRC twenty thing. Like, uh, should you in, should you invest in these things? No, if you want to own this thing, you can buy it, right? Like, I'm not I'm not dictating anyone like uh, what an honest and what a dishonest transaction is <laughs> or what uh, how to use your Bitcoin or not. Like, I don't think you sending your Bitcoin to cold storage as a transaction should be worth more than somebody minting a JPEG when that person that's minted a JPEG is paying a higher fee. What, this is, I think this is a very good point. And actually, I, I spoke to Reendal about this this week after, after you know, the, the wizard guys um, bought him off. Um <laughs> And I, I, I was asking, like, essentially, why, why, like, why is the mempool clogged? Why are there so many BRC twenty um, issuance? And it comes down to the 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 ease of use of the technology. The reason the mempool is so clogged is because it's easy to mint 
tokens easy to 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 shitcoin on bitcoin using brc20 and so therefore lots and lots of people are, are are doing it in that way there are more efficient ways for these things to be done but they're less user friendly and and this was i don't know a bit of a learning point for me and i thought okay look it's we can we can sit around and complain about about the mempool being clogged we can sit around and complain about shitcoins but there needs to sometimes pain um is is the driver of technological innovation it's the driver of uh in, increased efficiency and really what this um what the mempool fees right now are showing is that in general transactions need to be batched better right exchanges do it but individuals don't have that same capacity certainly not the you know the the less technical ones whether that's for you know true monetary transactions or um f you know for a bunch of bullshit as far as i'm concerned but i agree with your position of like if you're paying the fee you know the the, yeah. the the fee market is an open fee market and that's a good thing if you don't like it then you better be you better be paying more i i've always been of the opinion that you shouldn't have a, a bunch of small etxos because oh they're going to be dust one day well this this accelerates that sort of thinking and to those exchanges that are suggesting people do you know dca as individual utxos i think that's really really bad advice from the exchanges like you, you know should you le be leaving coins on an exchange no but should you should you do you, you want to have like a bunch of i don't know fifty thousand hundred thousand utxos probably not so so th these yeah this this difficult moment in time is f is forcing some technological in innovation and that's a good thing i totally agree all right. So necessity, necessity is definitely the the mother of all innovation. I I, I agree. Uh, the other point um, about the fees, right? That Eric, that you made. Um, look, I, I don't have an issue, right? If if somebody wants to make a transaction, again, this is supposed to be an open system. We are supposed to be as Bitcoiners, right? We're essentially this is open, right? This is an open system. Anybody it can join. Anybody can leave whenever they want. And the reality is, is that if somebody can build something like this, I may not agree with it, right? I may not think that, like, for me, it's not correct, but the system allows it, right? The system allows it. And if we, if we are really to be these proponents of freedom and freedom of speech and all this stuff, then, hey, you know, it's like, you have the right to do this. I have the right to disagree with it and comment on it. But I think what's what what's really important is that neither of us try to censor each other. And I think that that's where the problem occurs because we do have people that are on one side, you know, talking about freedom and then on the other side saying, censor this because it's garbage. I'd go I, further you, though. I'd, I'd say yeah. censor, censoring by, by individual pools is a free market decision. And I totally support that. If, if hashes and I and this is a good. I saw a, a BTC Illustrated post this week. There's a difference between miners and hashers, hashers and right? Miners. If you're just yes. if you're just contributing hash to a pool and you're not doing your own block template and a bunch of other stuff, you're not a miner, right? You're 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 yeah. a hasher. You're you're some drone worker essentially, and you have a choice as a hasher as to where you want to direct your hash. If you want to be a solo miner and have your own block templates and and include 
you know the transactions you want to and not include the transactions you don't want to then that's your right but if you're just a hasher then you've got to point your hash at the the pool that you you think is either going to be doing it in the way you want or that's going to be making you the most money and that's your choice absolutely very well said so Eric, uh, going back to uh, going back to RSMC. So I saw you guys. I saw you guys have a store. Um, so tell me. I mean, tell me about what what you guys like. What do you plan on carrying there? Are you gonna have like? Are you gonna have? You gonna do the stickers, the T-shirts, kind of thing, or is this to showcase uh, different Bitcoiners? Uh, Bitcoiners art. And also, is there going to be physical uh, physical art? Because although I am not uh, an ordinals enjoyer, I, I do like my collectibles and my swag, and 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 I don't mind I don't mind paying for that stuff. Yeah, that that's a great question. So the the store on 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 the website as it is right now is more a placeholder. We're gonna have some merchandise, and we are already working on it. But you know, we wanted to create more high quality streetwear than the normal like uh, you know Gildan or whatever kind of blank so we're we're trying to source everything uh in tennessee um so in the meantime we're developing software ourselves like uh, we have been concluding an auction on rsmc.tech which was about a physical painting uh mm -hmm. the end fiat painting um that's a physical and we kind of use that to build out our own auctioning software which is coming out next year like quarter two so i can't i can't say too much about it but is we're going to be that kind of scarce city competitor that sort of idea uh that that i think yeah that 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 idea yes that's always a yes. good thing i think more competition yeah. in, in any market is always a good thing yeah we we also think this like uh we we see us more as a friends uh on that in that market because there are just so many artists right like bitcoin becomes more popular there are more artists that go into it and when we are in hyper bitcoinization and every art all art is bitcoin art so going this direction and also uh, the more the more competition there is for for these sort of platforms often the better the artists do right if there's only one auction site they can take you know 30 percent or whatever it is if if there's lots and lots of sites then that then that that number you know get starts approach not cost but you know it, 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 it it'll come down and more money will be going to the artists and that's a good thing yes that's exactly what we're thinking that's why it's so great that my co-founder is an artist you know he's just we're just developing our own tool because of what we experienced in the market again like this is that's absolutely beautiful right another example you know that necessity is the mother of all innovation right like you see something and you're like hey We've got this experience. We're going to build something that we think is missing that should be put here. So that's that's absolutely awesome. All right, Are you so, guys getting oh, involved? Sorry. Oh, no, say, are you guys getting involved with Nostra at all as well? Is 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 or or is that something you you're you're not you're not dealing with for now? I think Nostra is currently our idea for all account management. We don't we don't want to we don't want to like develop a backend and keep customers' identities hostage and emails connected to Bitcoin addresses and whatnot you know we think like everybody should own their data so nostra is something we build on yes very cool very cool i also saw i also saw something about uh on the on the website about rgb and cashew as well i i'm really not familiar with uh with cashew and rgb i i was in the uh, the telegram group for a little while trying to understand it right the the colored coins i believe it is or did i or am i mixing that up no i think i, I think colored coins i think colored coins is like 
I would think color coin is like an old thing, like the BSQ on disk and what XCP is on counterparty and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think RGB is more uh, also lightning enabled assets, right? And, and other things than just art, like there are RGB NFTs as much as I know, or as far as I know. And there are like all these other assets and schemas and smart contracts that you can now like use or yeah, use Bitcoin and lightning for. Um, I forget the wallet name. Bitmask is a Bitmask. You can you can try out to create an asset and and all that stuff. And and seems to be, it's what Jacko Muzuko develops. So yeah, we we are definitely trying to stay on top with all these protocols and see what what comes out of it, right? And like try to use it ourselves because we felt there's a big issue in when whenever there's a new technology announced uh, from like you know from that point on till it touches the market and then there's first the cypherpunk phase, right? Like. Some some ordinal guys were minting ordinals in January when the protocol was barely out there, and we are just you know trying to keep an open mind and open eyes for for whatever comes next. I mean, like you said, ordinals is a protocol. Like there's going to be more protocols, and while a lot of them will be garbage, who knows what comes out of it? What's the next thing? Mm. I don't know. But back to the point I made earlier about the the fee market. I think if 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 more of these assets move to different layers. Then that's that's good for the mempool, right? That's good for, um, you know, good use of uh, the Bitcoin transactions. Look, the the grifters, the grifters are always going to be there. I, I just uh, I actually did a, a clip uh, today about this. Okay, some some ridiculous thing called botanics or something like that that essentially is taking ordinals and then wrapping them and putting them like in sh on Polygon. Or something like like just some total crap. So look, yeah, at the end of the day, right? Like I, I think that personally, personally, I, I believe that it costs more it it costs more money, right? It's a bigger investment to create something in uh right in Bitcoin space than it does to create something in the shitcoin space. And I think that a lot of these shitcoin grifters have figured out or beginning to figure out hey wait a second you know if we can make if we can make people think that this valuable thing comes over here then we can make a whole lot more with a whole lot less so it's literally just rinsing and repeating the same shit they did with icos i think something just like a different form. maybe 10 shitcoin chains have now implemented ordinals on top yeah. or something <laughs> like that but and, but it, it's that direction right it was on bitcoin yeah. first and then and then yeah but, but and if you read how they do it, okay, it's always the same thing. You deposit, okay, you deposit your ordinal onto their platform and your BTC, and then they create and then they wrap it and give you this new asset. It's like you just took my Bitcoin, and now on top of that, you 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 took the ordinal. So it's, I don't get it. I just I don't get how people fall for this crap. Anyways, uh, it's absolutely brutal. Okay, Eric, um, where? Where do people find you? How do they reach you? All that good stuff. I'm all over Twitter, BTC Viking or Hodling Eric. Find me there. I, on Nostra as well. Like find me on Twitter. Find my find my public key. And um, yeah, other than that, like follow rsmc.tech. We are like updating the website, have Twitter and stuff. So we're developing a few tools coming out next year. And yeah, I hope it's going to be uh, exciting for everyone. Cool. All right, man. That's absolutely awesome. We are going to put that in the show notes. Guys, this wraps up the fireside chat. We are going to move it on over to Wrecked. 
Welcome back to Rekt, sponsored by Represent. Represent are a Bitcoin-owned clothing brand based on the west coast of the United States. They make some excellent apparel and accessories. And if you head over to representltd.com, you can see their wide range and you can get a discount using the code plebunderground. Once again, that's representltd.com. Welcome back to Rekt. Uh, and to begin with, we're going to be looking at uh, a clip um, where a very rich man um, tells potential advertisers to go fuck themselves. Um, I'm sure many of you have seen it already, uh, but if you haven't, enjoy. And if you have, you, you still may well enjoy it. I, 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 quite, I loved it, to be honest. Let's I've watched it a few times. <laughs> I don't even like Elon, <laughs> but I'm like, I, I like him a lot more now, saying. but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Adopting the, the pleb underground mantra of, uh, we can't be bought, uh, if you want to try and direct, uh, the kind of things that we, that we say, right. Um, and you're clarifying this now, you have to move um, that window, but there's a public perception yeah. that that was part of a apology okay. tour, if you will, that this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I, I hope it is. Hey Bob, if you're in the so yeah, he, 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 Elon basically says he he can't be bought, um, and is is Twitter is X uh, a media organization? Um, I, I, I guess it is, um, and I think it would be I think it would be a, the world would be, would be a better place if more media organizations told censoring sponsors to go fuck themselves um i want to jump just ahead to the end the, the the end of it this this clip um as to kind of why this is important um no, no, I, no, how do i feel about that yeah no I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that because this goes we're talking about power and influence and i'm and saying i'm saying what I, what i care about is the the reality of goodness not the perception of it and what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. Okay? And, you, yeah. and you're clarifying this now. So, gents, I, I'm very, like, I'm not a huge Elon fan. Like, his doge bullshit is, is, is you know, a massive scam. The, the... I'm not even bothered about Tesla. I think, like, whether, whether you... Your position on climate stuff, like, it doesn't make sense if you're going to buy a Tesla that actually kind of brings forward a bunch of carbon emissions, even if you believe that kind of stuff. But let's put that stuff to the side. Starlink's pretty good, though, actually, in fairness. But what I do like here is 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 this point about there are there are people who are trying to do good, and there are people who are trying to show that they do good and i think the fiat world selects for that that second group of people i've talked about this before this concept called political quotient the ability to influence others the ability to appear a certain way um and i think the more that we have people with more money 
choosing to do good rather than to appear to do good, the world would be a better place. Gentlemen, your thoughts? Uh, I, I totally agree. It's a, it's a great example of a guy who has fuck you money and who uses it to the greater good of society. I think that's the whole basis of the Bitcoin standard right there. Like if you don't get taxed, if you're a free man, if you have all your money, then you're able to do good for your community. And that's what we see. It's very well said. And, you know, I just want to go back to this whole thing about appearing to do good. Um, I, I don't know how many people know who the company Burt's Bees is. Okay. But they're essentially owned by Clorox, right? The Clorox Corporation, which is, see, this is exactly it, right? When you have, when you have money, right, you can just buy, you could just buy companies that will all of a sudden, in this case, in this particular case, greenwash all of your stuff, right? So it's like, hey, look, we're, even though we make, even though we produce chemicals, even though we produce chemicals, we do this stuff that's all natural that that people, you know, that that people use all the time. And we're looking out for your best interest. Well, obviously, it turns out that Burt's Bees uh, is getting sued and uh, they're finding all kinds of problems uh, and chemicals in, you know what I mean, in, in their products. Because the drive for profits is much more important. And to Elon's point, it's just about looking good, right? You get to say, hey, we're all natural, but in the meantime, people are getting freaking poisoned, okay? And people are getting these weird symptoms from using your product. So yeah, even though it may not seem Bitcoin related, this is a total fiat freaking problem. And I, I would say specifically, it's it's our incentives, right? Like if if the money wasn't so broken, maybe people wouldn't be in, so incentivized to essentially bend their moral compass every single time to make ends meet. And just, just to show just to show some data on the, the, the point I made earlier about doing good versus versus like picture, appearing to do good and, <laughs> and the point about carbon emissions. It's only in the US and Europe where carbon emissions are really dropping, right? Uh, you look at this chart here with um, uh, Greta behind it, right? What happened um, to Greta? Like, well, I, I mean, she's, she's, she's not aging well, I guess. I don't know. Um, I think it's ve veganism isn't good for you. Anyway, uh, that's a, that's very much a side point. Um, but right, this is this is de developing countries are still massively increasing their carbon emissions. Um, it's only in the West where we're doing it uh, because because politicians tell us it's 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 good to do right and um, right the 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 seeing to be doing something rather than actually doing something globally here. Pretty much, pretty much what I've understood is that the ESG narrative is going to have you looking like an old catcher's mitt. That's, that's what I've understood. <laughs> Go work, go broke. That's pretty brutal. So up next on Wrecked, we're going to be looking at uh, some shit coiners and, some, and, and, and what's been going on with them this week. Um, um, this is probably um, in part due to the, the ordinals stuff but uh apparently open sea revenue uh in you know just under two years has gone from 387 million dollars down to 1.9 million dollars for the month the monthly revenue um Ooh. so open seas wrecked um uh you know even if prominent bitcoin has sold sold their uh their equity in it um b before it before it dumped right uh, well done. Um, uh, next, so Mr. Hoskinson um, exposing himself, you know, as as many degenerates do. Um, uh, I'll play the vid. Charles, when people ask you what business are you in, 
What do you say? <laughs> I used to say I print money for a living. <laughs> wrecked right um and they they all they all want to print their own money right and i think they're all going to get in trouble because because of this right um we're we're seeing now um you know class action lawsuits against people that promoted nfts apparently cristiano ronaldo is facing a one billion dollar class action lawsuit um and other influencers like wendy ho sorry i mean wendy o um says that getting ahead in life is is making friends with the bad guys even though you know they are bad and then playing dumb when you get caught uh good good luck with that strategy gentlemen uh, the fall of of uh, nfts and and nft pushers um do you think there is legal risk with with promoting and issuing nfts and i'd like i'd like eric to maybe talk on this first because of course now people are issuing their own tokens and nfts on bitcoin is there is there legal risk to doing so what do you think i think it all depends on your intention like uh, as always like whatever you do and engage with like your intention counts like if cristiano ronaldo was promoting this nft because and he was aware of like selling something that most likely isn't worth anything he might have not even held it he might have just received uh, a fiat money amount you know i, I think he should pay like i i think they misled people so that's no go like you told people to invest in this and had no regards to how it works then you didn't do your homework right i mean like you can't go out and promote just anything and people drinking cockroach poison or whatever, you know, and like just be fine with it and have no consequences. That doesn't work. No, you're you're absolutely right. And, you know, th this goes back to the point that we when we were talking about during the fireside chat, right? It For me, like, again, I don't have a problem. Like people can make whatever product they want as long as they, as long as when they market it, they're not being disingenuous. You know, and that's the thing. When it came to NFTs, all of these people, they were being disingenuous. They, to a certain extent, I believe that they knew that it was a grift, right? Like, but they don't care because they're just getting paid, right? So it's it's no harm, no foul. And, and it's interesting, which is not true, okay? Which is not true because I've heard even, I've even heard Bitcoin podcasters, um, you know, uh, Pedro, uh, where specifically, specifically, Somebody came on the show, right? He had a guest on the show that was shilling some yielding platform. And his concern was that he was going to get blamed for it. I thought like, you would say his concern is that they weren't already a sponsor of... Uh, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, that, unfortunately, that's not what happened. But yeah, it's that. how sad is that? You know what I mean? It's like the concern isn't that you knowingly brought this, th this grifter onto the show. The concern was was that you're afraid you're going to get blamed like yeah you brought him onto the show <laughs> that's like phil who, i went to a local meetup this week he was that i went to a local meetup this week phil and argue with some people because they they seem to like pedro they don't yeah, care yeah. that he shills yield products that he shares no, no. shills custodian products and they think that people um you know should have the you should have the, the the ability, the free market decision to 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 choose to use these services or not. Now, sure. whilst I respect that that position of like, yeah, you do what you want with your money, I think it's wrong and unethical to have these kinds of sponsors for shows when when you are being some sort of trusted kind of character for people. When 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 you are you know trying to quote unquote educate people but then you're also slipping in things that 
that don't align with with bitcoin's ethos um it, you know yeah i agree what are you gonna I, do? I absolutely agree I, I mean look you know fiat money essentially incentivizes bankrupt morals and bankrupt ethics right like that this is this is what we see this is exactly what it and is and the time theft of people drives them to outsource their critical thinking and outsource their decision making this is a symptom of the 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 time theft due to fear now for my last last link for for today's section on wrecked um we have one of these uh time uh, thieves the the bank of england uh, who are now in their 25th year of independence from the government um is apparently at risk of going broke and wants to bail out from the taxpayer and the ability to raise taxes all of its own say yeah. what now what i mean this doesn't make any sense to me but um as as per usual it's it's one rule for the the political elites and another rule for everyone else and there's going to be more and more of this sort of thing happening right Look, Walton, if, if you're not willing, you know, if you're not willing to do what it takes for the common good, right, the common good, then then you're just you're, you're just an enemy. You know, this is for the common good. Clearly, the Bank of England is too big to fail. Right. And 100 percent, regardless of the ridiculous mistakes that they've made, you right as a taxpayer, you should bear that burden. Right. And, and, and it's a privilege. It's a privilege to bear that burden. Because of everything the you know your country stands for, right? It's and it's not just you. This We're is the same bullshit in every country. Yeah, exactly. We're all in it together. This is one big kumbaya, right? Where we're just getting broker and they're getting more power, and it's like that's the way it's meant to be. Eric, what are your thoughts? It's definitely broken. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> broken. The incentives are misaligned. So, yeah, it, it all shouldn't be, and it's all about to break. And we we all who are indoctrinated enough uh, can't see it, I guess. Just think of the hypocritical, like the, I, I just, I always think about this, right? Like, so an individual person, right? Like wouldn't want to have to pay for somebody else's mistakes, a complete stranger, right? But yet somehow, right? You, you, a person joins this corporation, right? This, this business, this entity, and somehow it's okay at that point that everyone pays for their mistake, even though on an individual level, you would not want that. <laughs> it's, I, the mental gymnastics that we do as humans to justify this absolutely wretched, stupid behavior is so, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> How do people sleep at night? And then somebody will tell you very well on a very expensive mattress with a lot of expensive things and da da da. <laughs> are you not a patriot, Phil? Don't you care about your country? Don't you care about your fellow man? This, uh, these are yes. the kind of psyops that, that, that many people, including some Bitcoiners, you know, we'll we'll say to other people, right? That that you know, do do you not care about other people? Yeah, I do. Um, but what enables me to actually do things for them is is for me to have more of my money and more of my time and not have that stolen from me, right? Like charity starts at home. Um, I think the reason why we don't have <laughs> proper support for the people that need it is because so much is stolen from people. So much time is stolen from people, right? The, I'm not saying don't help disabled people. I'm saying those people could be helped by your, by their family, by their community. If there were communities, if people didn't have to go work hours away to, to make a living wage for where they live. Like if, if there weren't all these factors that drive the, the, the dissolution of society and the degradation of it, it's, it's, 
it's a crazy time we're in, and I think it, you know it's gonna get it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Unfortunately. Yeah, very well said. Hey, look, the the traps are not there by mistake. Okay, the traps are not there by mistake. They are there by design. All right, guys, that wraps up wrecked, and we are gonna move it on over to the hopium. The hopium. I don't think anybody had this on their bingo card um, ever. <laughs> I just don't think so. But this was a very interesting tweet uh, that happened on the 28th. Uh, Wei Dai, for the people who don't know who Wei Dai is, uh, he is one of the um, cypherpunks slash coders that is cited in the white paper, the Bitcoin white paper. So let's let's dive into this because I... <laughs> I gotta tell you, just when you thought CSW couldn't couldn't get wrecked like any harder. Inaccurate. I'm sorry. I think no? Adam Back is the only one that's actually cited in the paper, but I think Wei Dai contributed to a, a previous technology that that enabled uh, Bitcoin or something like that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll check it out. But um, anyways, let's uh, let's dive into it. I'm relatively new to part participating on Twitter X. So if anyone has tips, suggestions, critiques on how what I'm doing, please let me know. And this is funny, right? Because right away, uh, right away, Arthur Van Pelt, for the people who don't know, he was the account My Legacy Kit. If that, that account, I think, got suspended. Anyways, you want to follow Arthur Van Pelt if you want to keep up with everything and anything CSW. So he responds back and goes, I would be interested in your opinion about serial forging thief, Craig Wright, an individual among several handfuls of these cosplaying con men who is claiming to be Satoshi Nakamoto. Is he? And Wade I writes back and goes, haven't looked at all the evidence, court cases closely, but from what I've seen, it seems pretty unlikely that he's Satoshi. So, <laughs> I mean... Don't get me wrong, like that that whole entire train wreck is just falling apart before our eyes. It's not like they really needed this guy showing up out of the woodwork to do this, but honestly, I I just think this is so serendipitous. It it totally is. Anyways, anyways, let's move on to the next one. Here we go, guys. This is this is definitely part of them they fight you, but this is also hopium, right? Because this goes back to the whole financialization. See, I'm sure that the powers that be have figured out that the crypto bubble, the next one, the one that is going to be led by the uh, legacy finance, they're going to be able to print so much more money, okay, because of this. So this is a this is a tool, okay. This is a tool. And anyways, let's look at this tweet from uh, Alchemy Crypto. Treasury has given Congress four more powers to crack down on illicit activity in crypto. See the way that that's worded, right? So new crypto financial institution category under BSA, authority to sanction notes and chains, tools to sever crypto operations from US, direct authority over all USD stablecoins. Now, if you don't understand and you're looking at this and you're saying, Phil, what are you talking about? They're, they're dismantling it. No, no, no. They are not dismantling it. They are laying the framework. They're laying the framework. They're letting you know what the rules are going to be and they're letting you know how they're going to control it because it's here and it's here to stay. I don't give a shit about crypto, crypto. It, it doesn't matter. It's all garbage. It's all a grift. I've said it a million times in vaporware, but guess what? The people that understand that they can capitalize off of human stupidity and greed and naivety, hey, they're not they're, they're not going to take this opportunity. Anyways, before we get into the the rest of the hopium, what are your uh, what what are your thoughts on all this? Walton, we'll start with you. 
um i did read i don't do you mind resharing the screen oh yeah which, i thought it yeah, was absolutely. i thought it was funny that the guy's the guy's bio was was kind of almost in opposition to to the, this position he's sharing he says a uh, crypto realist maxi ideology rarely survives contact with economic pragmatism but blockchain will change finance so like 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 in the traditional media um people are saying one thing and they're and they're believing another um but if you thought this was a surprise that the u.s government weren't going to try and assert authority over over all dollars like you're an idiot quite frankly um yeah like this these things were coming um as as our friend mark goodwin friend of the show likes to say the 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 stable coin wars are coming um i i, I think the the us have kind of already picked a winner um one that's already that recently i think has made a deal with japan as well but we'll we'll see right we'll see what happens yeah exactly eric what are your uh, what are your thoughts on this and again, you yeah. don't have to agree with me. I could be totally wrong. It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're just speculating. No, I totally, I totally agree about this. It's uh, they, they were always to step in. The bureaucrats are just creeping slowly, as always, you know. But everything is happening like it was like, like Bitcoin has been saying for years, and seeing for years. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, let's dive into the big part of the hopium here because, guys, this week there was a major announcement. There was a lot of noise made, right, from Jack Dorsey and uh, Bitcoin Core developer Luke Dash Jr. That's right. We're, we're going to talk about Ocean. I got a lot of shit. I got a lot of shit for not being enough of a cheerleader this week. So fill, fill down hard, okay? So fill down hard. Anyways, okay, before we get into that, though, before we get into that, let's take a look at some other hopium quick. That's right. This is going to lead to our ocean discussion. Okay, so first, there's the bit axe. Yes, I I bought one of these. I actually got it. Uh, there's actually a Christmas present that I got to, that I got to open early. Um, and I I mean, so far this thing is pretty cool. I'm not trying to sell it. I'm not. We're not sponsored by them. Okay, it it does about mine does anywhere between three to like 700 giga hashes per second. I haven't reached 100 million uh, best difficulty yet, but I'm really close. I've gotten to like 95. Anyways, uh, this is a solo miner, and in my case, it, there, I think there's two pools right now that allow solo mining. I could be wrong, but CK pool and another one that I'm not remembering. But yes, that's right. For 250 bucks, you could be hashing to to uh, to Walton's point uh, from before, right? There's miners and there's hashers. Well, you could be hashing. Um, but also, besides this, right? It all seems very. If you ask me, it all seems very peculiar. Okay, so you've got you've got the Bitaxe Ultra. Then there was this announcement today from Futurebit, and I am actually pretty interested in this, introducing the Apollo 2. The home miner revolution is here. So you've got crypto cloaks making those the those space heater cases and stuff like that, right? So that all of a sudden your miners can just become beautiful furniture. Now, you know, you've got you've got the little mini bit axe. Okay, we've got the nerd miner, okay, which does about 55 kilohashes. Walton and I were talking about this before, so <laughs> that that's really a learning tool. I'm not sure if, but anyways, I, I don't want to tell anybody that they're going to find a block with that device. Not that I think I could find one with the bit axe either. I'm just saying, um, but, but I will give a yeah. Do you mind going back, Phil? That that I, I just thought I'd look up because I I, I want to know about the numbers on the bit axe. Just the, you, it highlights this point about the efficiency. It says 22 joules. Per terahash. Is that right? Or 20? Is that it? Uh, I think so. 
um, that's that's um, less than um, a Watts Minor M30. It's less than a uh, an Ant Minor S19 Pro. Um, it, the the only one that I think is more efficient uh, is is an S19 XP that does 21 joules per terahash. So uh, because also it's it's to me this is the wrong way around. Like the, actually a lower number is better. Like fewer f less energy per terahash is a yes. more efficient miner. So exactly. So, just to highlight this one, the Bitax is actually more efficient than about the, the, than many of the top kind of mining rigs on the market right now. Now, of course, you have um, the the initial uh, capital investment that you have to make back in in, in Bitcoin, um, and that's a separate discussion. But this is actually surprisingly efficient when it comes to um, its 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 energy per terahash. I just wanted to highlight that. Thank you. No, absolutely. And and that is a very good point. And all right, going back to the future bit. So here we go. The Apollo 2, the home minor revolution. So here we go. Built-in stratum solo pool. Okay. You've got, what is that? 5NM ASICs. You've got 6 to 10 terahashes uh, per second as a hash rate. I obviously don't know yet because, you know, like we'll see when in, in the real world. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they got that off of their testing numbers. And as low as 28 watts uh, per terahash, 200, uh, two to 400 watts of power, starting at 800 bucks. I mean, really? That's not bad. I I got to be honest, like, it's not that bad. It all depends on what it's going to cost per month, because you see, the, the bit axe, the bit axe costs about five to seven dollars per month of electricity, depending on your region, which is very little, right? So you can just sit there and let that thing run forever. I, I'm... I'm most likely going to end up getting one of these things. So we'll, we'll see. But for now, I'm pretending and I'm saying, no, I'm not doing it. But who, who knows? I, I always kind of, I always FOMO myself into these things. It, it, it's pretty bad. Like I did, even like with the Nerd Miner, right? I FOMO'd myself into the Nerd Miner. And I swear to you, the next week, I saw the Bit Axe, uh, a link for, for the Bit Axe. And I'm like, God damn it. I, I did like Mr. Hoddle's comment on this, that at 400 yes. watts, that's quiet enough that his wife won't know about it, which I thought is a kind of funny one, right? These these industrial mining rigs that are doing like two, 3,000 watts, they're really noisy. But but like a, a few hundred watts probably isn't probably isn't that loud and maybe is a bit more uh, friendly for, for home mining. So why is this hopium, right? Before we get into ocean, this is hopium because a lot of the, a lot of the criticisms um, that you end up hearing from people is that, well, it's... You know, mining is just completely, it's just outside of the average person's capability. So don't get me wrong, right? These aren't massive devices, but this, this is the type of stuff. This is how it starts, right? This is, this is exactly how it works. So for me, um, yeah, I do think this is hopium because I, I think that we are going to get increasingly more efficient devices. Okay. And not that this has anything to do necessarily with miners, but just to give people some perspective, when I first got out of tech school and there were USB keys, right? You, you were spending $100 on a one gig key. Actually, you were spending about $115 on a gig. So just think about that. Okay. Now today. Wait, do you mean, do you mean it one gig a hash per uh, second? No, no. It's just like one gig of memory. Right. Oh, like, sorry. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's not necessarily related to this, but it is because now at this point, you know, you've got these, you've essentially got these SSD drives. Okay. And these M, uh, what is it? These MV, 
the MVSD drives. Anyways, the chips are freaking tiny and, and, and they hold like, we're not even talking about one gig. You're talking about three terabytes of data. So the Dude, idea... I remember my dad bought a, a USB stick that was like, I want to say it was like a couple hundred dollars at the time. This is probably 20 years ago. And oh, it yeah. had like 128 megabytes. Boom. right? But it was that's, right. that's, that's, that's like 100 floppy disks. That's like, that's a lot, right? At the time. And now you can get, you know, an SD card or a, or a USB stick that's, that's, I don't know, 100 gigabytes or, or, or more, right? Exactly. That That is exactly it. So the idea that this technology isn't going to become more and more accessible. And the reason why this is hopium is because also it does, it does start to address the decentralization of mining, right? If you can have more people solo mining, well, all of a sudden, right? Like that kind of starts to deteriorate the perceived attack vector from the mining pools. Anyways, anyways, speaking of mining pools, guys, speaking of mining pools this week, here we go. Is that the ocean? That's the ocean. Bitcoin mining as it was meant to be. And here is the message from Luke Dash Jr. And I made a mistake of taking a screenshot of this and questioning it. And then Twitter handed me my ass. So here we go. Bitcoin is no longer censorship resistant and mining centralization endangers its security too. It's time to fix that. Now, I do appreciate, I do appreciate another mining pool, right? Walton alluded before to the fact, hey, more competition is better. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I don't know if I appreciate the the false narrative. Uh, to me, it's a false narrative that Bitcoin isn't censorship resistant. I, I think that that's kind of disingenuous and just kind of creating drama for nothing, a little bit of FUD for nothing. Um, minor centralization, though, is actually an issue that people talk about. And that is something that people are, and companies, for lack of a better term, are trying to address. So even though I appreciate what's going on, I, th I think that there was just a little bit too much cheerleading and it's kind of sad. <laughs> Not going to lie. It's, it's kind of sad that the people just want to cheerlead. Like the first thing, like your first thing should be digging in and, and looking at, at the information and looking what they offer. Like the first thing I did when I opened that is the, when I looked at that website, I went down to their FAQ and I read through the whole FAQ because really the whole point is that we should be trying to educate ourselves on these offerings instead of just running out into the street and cheerleading for them immediately. I get it, right? The big names, the buzz, I get it. But like, we're not helping anybody by just running out there and cheerleading for everything. Anyways, I know I'm a downer. <laughs> Eric, what are your thoughts before we go to Walton on this? Yeah, I think uh, congrats to Luke and the people who have been involved with this, right? Like you said, like, it's great to see another pool coming up. And I, I know Luke, I know that he has his own ideas about Bitcoin and, you know, like he's a, he's a good person as much as I can say. I just really <clears throat> think this is like, uh, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you don't want something to happen and then you do it yourself. And now we have people who are having a pool that censors certain transactions and foregoes a profit or revenue, <laughs> you know, which is sad to see. Yeah, the, the irony of his saying it, it's not censorship resistant, that then this makes it more censorship resistant, but then they're censoring. That doesn't make sense. Um, there's been a bunch of like mismarketing. Apparently, they're uh, so he, he had an old pool called uh, is it Allegius? Um, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Uh, uh, 
something like that. I know. I, that I called it like religious anyway, as well. Apparently, they hit on the, on Ocean's website. They were showing the blocks mined by Allegis as as if they were blocks that have been mined by Ocean. Um, yeah. That's not that's not very good. Um, saying that they're they're gonna do uh, censorship of of inscriptions or, or ordinals and then not doing it. Like just you, you. I think it's. I don't think it's ever good when Bitcoiners say one thing and do another um is is more competition good yes um i I was more excited about demand pool though um which actually seems to i think someone called uh, bit entrepreneur uh i can't remember the guy's name but the essentially um well back to this conversation about miners versus hashes Uh, another another mining pool um to me is a is another like centralized thing um it, it um my understanding is um with with demand pool um rather than there being a centralized uh template for mining all of the individual contributors can can do their own block templates um and, and to me that sounds a bit more decentralized yeah, the the block template thing. I, I had to read up on that. Um, obviously, like to you know to familiarize myself with it. And I actually found a really interesting uh, post uh, on Reddit from uh, Merch or Mer- Mercadamus or something like that. Anyways, he he's a, yeah Merch. He's like Merch he and Merch is his uh, like yes. Twitter handle or something like that. Yeah, you know who he is. Yeah. So I mean, look, he he's a coder and very knowledgeable, and I, I find like you know very much able to explain a lot of things. And and you know to a certain extent, like. You know, he pointed out that, hey, you know, number one, obviously the block template isn't the same all across the network, right? It, it's, they don't, they don't have to be the same. They don't actually have to match. But the other pieces is, is that supposedly the block that is mined right in the end, uh, if I understood correctly, doesn't actually follow the entire block template entirely. So it, it essentially, it means that even if you have a block template, it doesn't mean that, um, Things are set in stone. Ah, here we go. The mining versus hashing. Yep. <laughs> this, yeah, I learned something with this graphic. I liked yeah. it that there are, yeah, if you're if you're a miner, it's much more than just contributing hash. Um, you have to be running a full node. You have to be creating um, block templates and then deciding which transactions you, you're including it or you know excluding from it. I, I think some of that is automated based on how you create the template. Um, there's a bit more to it than 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 just hashing um and i think the more the more decentralized mining is that's a good thing right now there is decentralized hashing and hashers can switch which pools they're contributing to but i think if you only have you know 10 people or 10 sorry 10 pools creating block templates then then that is a uh you know, a centralized, um, maybe you call it a point of failure, but it's, but it is something that is centralized. Um, and, and there are some pools that are, that are choosing to censor certain transactions, you know, ones that aren't OFAC compliant, essentially, you know, cucking to states on, on some of these things. Um, yeah. It's a slippery slope. I mean, it, it, it definitely is, you know, so that OFAC compliance stuff, though, that, that that's pretty funny. So even though they've, quote unquote, censored transactions, other pools have taken those, uh, sorry, uh, other miners were able to mine those transactions. So I, 
the, the whole idea that somebody's transactions have actually been censored on Bitcoin again, this goes back to that that quote on the Ocean XYZ site. I, I just I I just think it's hype marketing, you know? So this wraps up the episode of Pleb Underground. But before we go, give a big shout out to Eric. Eric, one more time, where do the listeners and viewers find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, like my handle is PTC Viking or Holding Eric. Um, other than that, rsmc.tech, follow us there. Let's see what we're doing and building. Thank you guys for having me. This uh, awesome episode. Absolutely awesome. All right, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, check us out on fountain.fm. You can stream us sats through Breeze, Walton. Oh, wait, before we finish this one out, guys, as always, we remind you, stay sovereign. Don't forget to be self-sovereign. Don't forget to make sure that you manage your own keys. We've got links for you in the show notes to help you stay sovereign and to make sure that you're taking personal responsibility of your Bitcoin. Walton, how do we wrap this one up? Fuckshitcoins.com. Please like and subscribe. We'll see you next week. Catch y'all next week. Peace. More toxic, what? more toxic than the most toxic Bitcoin Maxi ever.